Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the Daily Hammer all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. Just make you hit, sure you hit that subscribe button. Let's us know, let you know, well, lets us know that you enjoy the show, but also let you know when all great content are available, especially now when you're going to be able to listen to new content from all three shows that have come out over the past few days. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And that's the whole key, right? The Braves had hoped that they may be able to get a bit of momentum going once they return to Atlanta. A series win in Florida. You saw the the Braves be able to get the long ball going in the first few games of that series against um, the, uh, the, the Marlins, Charlie Morton and Kyle Wright both look good in their starts and the Braves were able to get a series win on the road, though Sunday was a little bit, you know, less exciting and, you know, Sandy Alcantara is turning into one of the best pitchers in at least the National League. He does that to a lot of teams and the Braves offense just could not get going soon enough. They waited a little bit too long and it wound up being a 4-3 loss against the Marlins. So coming into Monday night's game against the Phillies, the Braves were hoping that Tucker Davidson can once again recreate the magic that he had shown last week against the Brewers when he had earned his first Major League win. We've seen the Braves go through this revolving door at, in the fifth starter spot. Waskar Yanoa, Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller, others. The Braves had tried many different options when it comes to that fifth starter spot, and hopefully Tucker Davidson, who had had one of the better starts from a Braves pitcher out of the fifth or sixth spot in the rotation this year, perhaps the best his last time out, the hope was he could put it together once again. And it wasn't meant to be. Just wasn't meant to be. The Braves, again, suffer a a early start that they would, (laughs) would have rather done without Getting down six runs early, six to nothing early. Um, T- Tucker Davidson, 2.2 innings, gave up five earned runs, four walks, two strikeouts. Jesse Chavez didn't fare much better when he came into the game, and the Braves found themselves down at one point, seven to nothing. The score eventually would be seven to three. The Braves would put together some offensive moments. They had over 10 hits last night, which I, I guess is a-, a positive to build on, but the Braves once again lose seven to three. And here is what is starting to become clear. This Braves offense simply is not anywhere close to where many of us had hoped it would be at this point. I get there are factors out there. I get early in the season it was a lack of it, it was it was running into some bad luck. I do get that obviously the ball may play a bit of part of it. And for an offense that is set up to hit homers, and a lot of them, taking that part of the equation or significantly reducing the Braves' ability to hit the ball out of the ballpark like they have been used to in recent history, that puts a big limit on this team. It does. 
It certainly does. This is a team that's that's put together to find success through power. You saw what that could look like. You saw what that result could be like from the first two games against the Marlins in Miami. But when this team is not hitting the ball out of the ballpark, it's hard for them right now to find the consistency that they need in order to win games, especially when their starting pitching has not been to the level that it's needed to be at times this season. However, however, the starting pitching has consistently been there. Over the past 15 days, when you compare the Braves' starting staff to the rest of Major League Baseball, the Braves' starting staff has been top five in many categories when it comes to overall production among all starting staffs in the majors. The problem is, is that this Braves' offense is performing, is having one of the worst starts to the season we've seen from a Braves offense in quite a while. Entering yesterday's game, this Braves offense, this Braves offense had a 690 OPS. We want to compare this start to the season to last year's start of the season, and I get the similarities are there, but last year, Last year, the Braves had a 721 OPS through 41 games. This year, they have a 690. Now, if you want to bring up the fair point that last year had Ronald Acuna Jr. performing at an MVP-type level starting around May through you know mid-July, I- I'm not going to argue with you. This year, we've not had that so far, though we've now had it for about 15 games, but that's a key difference. You had a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. then. You have a Ronald Acuna Jr. right now who's returning to health. But let me put it into perspective. Again, the Braves have a 690 OPS as a team this season. We want to compare the start of this season to last season. Going from a 720 OPS down to a 690 as a team, that's significant drop-off. A highly significant drop-off. And again, there are factors that I mentioned. The ball, bad luck, whatever type of value you put on you know, OPS as a statistic, I typically use it just because it's, it's, it's a pretty clean, nice barometer to look at when it comes to the overall success of the team. This is only the fifth time since 1990 that through 41 games, basically through the first quarter of a season, this is only the fifth time since 1990 a Braves offense as a whole has under a 700 OPS. Just for perspective, last year, though there is a 30-point difference in OPS between where the Braves were last year through this time of the season and with the 720 OPS versus a, versus a 690, yes, the ball is a big factor. Bad luck is a factor as well. I don't want to take away from the importance of those two things. But last year at this time, the Braves were still ninth in the the majors in offense. This year, they're 15th. They're still league average, but this Braves team, again, is a team that over the past several years, during the regular season, the reason why this Braves team has been among the best in the majors when it's played like that is because of its offense. So a league average offense right now even if, you know, the drop-off from a 720 OPS to a 690 OPS may not necessarily be that big of a deal with how much overall offense has fallen off in the majors as a whole this season. 
it still is significant because right now, you don't have an elite offense being able to overcome the struggles that you're experiencing for the rest of the team. The Braves right now are playing like a league average or a slightly below average team because right now they're sporting a league average offense. And until that changes, these inconsistencies, not being able to put together this the solid stretches of good baseball to put together the string of wins this team needs to turn the season around, it's going to be hard to find. You want to talk about the team in and of itself. Yes, Ronald Acuna Jr. is playing very well. The Braves are shuffling lineups. Austin Riley batting seventh last night. William Contreras, who did pretty good out of the number two hole. That may be unorthodox, but right now that's what the Braves have got to do to get their offense going. We're to the level now. And we're a quarter into the season to where I get it. Eventually, it likely is going to happen to where this Braves offense is going to find its groove. To where you're going to see the best bats in this lineup get hot all at the same time. And when they do, it can be a lot of fun. Again, you saw a small sampling of it in the first few games against Miami. But the fact that it can't last, you know, over maybe a week or two weeks. The fact that it's so inconsistent, but also the fact that overall... The Braves offense right now is producing at a lower level than it has, you know, over 90% of the seasons over the past 35 to 40 years, or 30 years for the Braves. That tells you how much we've got to improve in order for this Braves to get where they need to get. Is it possible that they do? Sure. Absolutely. But it's going to take many different players in this Braves lineup significantly improving and hopefully at the same time. It can be done. We'll likely see some version of it at some point in time. Still too early in the season at all to write anything off. But it also is far enough in the season to start recognizing that the Braves' lack of offense compared to how good they've been in recent years, the Braves' lack of offense this year is relevant and it right now is something that is really preventing them from being able to put together a stretch of wins that they need to turn this season around. Monday brought with it another interesting roster move for the Braves as the Braves called up Dylan Lee, a familiar face from last year for the Braves. Someone that, you know, we heard multiple times late in the season, you know, and even in the playoffs for Atlanta, he was called back up to Atlanta and reliever Tyler Thornburg was designated for assignment. Thornburg overall had, you know, a few good games for the Braves this year in relief. Nothing spectacular. And, you know, even with, you know, the Braves having lost Luke Jackson for the season as well as um, uh, Tyler Madsick, you know, to injury, it makes sense for them to potentially want to kind of balance out their overall um, options in the bullpen with another left-handed option. Um, and it seems like that they're going to, to bring Dylan Lee up to use him potentially in spots where they need another left-hander. So so Dylan Lee returns to Atlanta, and we'll see if he'll be able to stick it out in the rotation or stick it out in the bullpen at least until Tyler Matzik returns to the mound. For the Braves, 
The other thing that stood out about last night was a couple of things. Yes, the fifth starter spot is is once again something that's in question. You may see Tucker Davidson get another shot. Will we see Spencer Strider potentially get a go? I don't necessarily know if the Braves want to really mess with the success that he's having out of the bullpen and the increased importance in him being a bullpen option without Matzik or at least until Matzik returns. So we could consistently see the Braves use this fifth starter spot as a revolving door until hopefully someone sticks to make it to where they can have five consistent arms that can that can at least give the Braves a chance to win going forward. But I want to give a bit of credit to Brian Snicker. I know that the results have not been there, obviously, this season. And at times, especially when it comes to the bullpen management, you know, it could be in question. But you at least have to give Brian Snicker a bit of credit of trying to get the offense going by mixing things up. Obviously, last night, Travis Darno, you know, batting cleanup. Matt Olson batting fifth. Austin Riley batting seventh. Ozzy Albies batting sixth. You likely don't want to go too long. With the William Contreras up at the top of the order or, you know, a Marcelo Zuna being your third spot in the order, I, I would think that you would probably want to get back to, even though the results aren't there right now, even though many of your best bats are, are struggling and at times struggling mightily, you still want to put your best talents up top to support your best overall talent in Ronald, in Ronald Acuna Jr. But the juggling, it, it produced at least some decent results last night. Over 10 hits for the Braves on a night, a night in which it didn't include Ronald Acuna Jr. getting a hit, but seven of the nine batters in Atlanta's order were able to get hits last night. So they had their opportunities, they just were not able to convert them. That's been the story all season long. But it will be interesting to see how Brian Snicker continues to try to juggle the lineup. Again, I certainly am for William Contreras getting more playing time, him being out in left field, him catching, him DHing. Right now, you have every reason to give William Contreras as much playing time as possible because he arguably is your second best bet right now in the lineup after Ronald Acuna Jr. You've seen Travis Demerit fall off. Orlando Arcia is really not an option. Guillermo Heredia doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of being an offensive um, piece. The Braves have every reason to go and feature whatever offensive talent right now is performing the best form that they can. So I understand the approach of wanting to get William Contreras more at bats and putting him in a more critical spot in the lineup. I'm just not necessarily convinced it's a long-term solution. And I think at the end of the day, the Braves just have to simply continue to ride out the storm until their best bats figure out what they need to do to get back going consistently. So certainly you want to give Brian Snicker a bit of credit. I'm a fan of, you know, trying to juggle up the lineup a bit to get something going. It'll just be interesting to see what happens. You know, again, I'm not going to think that William Contreras is going to have a, you know, over an 1100 OPS for the rest of the season. I certainly think that, you know, there is some sustainable parts to his success, especially the power, maybe not this rate, but I think that he certainly is someone who could threaten 20 or more homers this year if he gets, you know, somewhere around 300 to 350 or more plate appearances. I think that's possible. But do I necessarily think that he's someone that you want to consistently try to keep up at the top of the order? You know, for right now, give it a few games. 
See how well he adjusts. See what he does in a featured role. See what he does being utilized in a utility role as an outfielder, as a catcher, as, as a DH. By all means, put William Contreras in the lineup as much as possible. I just don't necessarily know if it makes sense other than a few times for right now until you find something that clicks. I still think at the end of the day, you trust your best talents, put them up to bat behind Ronald Acuna Jr., and just let it work itself out. But it was a lot of fun. To see. It's been a lot of fun to see the success of William Contreras, and hopefully that again will continue as the Braves navigate through this stretch of the season where they're going to be facing NL East opponents over the next six game. A 10-game stretch where the, where the Braves are facing the Marlins in three games, now the Phillies in four, the Marlins in three, right after that. And the Braves have to feel confident going into the final three games of this stretch. They faced off against the, the Phillies pitcher who in the past, in the recent past, and obviously this year, they faced off against the one pitcher in the Phillies rotation that has given them plenty of fits in recent memory, and that's Zach Wheeler, and he did it once again. But though the Phillies will be throwing out some pretty talented arms for the rest of the series, the Braves have to feel confident that with Max Reed, Charlie Morton, and Kyle Wright pitching like they've been pitching as of late, the Braves have to feel they're the ones who are going to be featuring the strongest starting pitcher night in and night out for the rest of the series. It's just simply up to the offense. Converting early scoring opportunities, the Braves pitching staff putting, you know, limiting the overall success of this dangerous Phillies offense. And you have to hope, obviously, that the Braves will be able to find the offense to support the starting pitching. It's kind of fun going night in and night out, seeing what different looks the Braves lineups might look like. But then after you get that revelation, you then realize how much they're struggling right now. Then you're kind of like, okay, hope this works. Obviously, there's a lot to figure out right now for Atlanta. The main thing is not straying away from trusting talent. Go They're four and three, but that again is another stretch of the season against an early opponents where you've got a winning record and you figured out how to find success even with the clear struggles this team is having. The Braves have to feel confident that they can win two of the next three with their three best starters on the mound, and they also have to feel confident that at some point their offense will figure it out to be able to win games. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com and Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media, as well as at as well as on any podcast platform you choose to listen to for free. My name's Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure to be with you. Hopefully, we're going to have much more positive things to discuss as this series goes on, and we'll make sure to have you covered here on the Daily Hammer. Just for perspective, last year, 
Though there is a 30-point difference in OPS between where the Braves were last year through this time of the season and with a 720 OPS versus a, versus a 690, yes, the ball is a big factor. Bad luck is a factor as well. I don't want to take away from the importance of those two things. But last year at this time, the Braves were still ninth in the, in the majors in offense. This year, they're 15th. They're still league average, but this Braves team, again, is a team that over the past several years, during the regular season, the reason why this Braves team has been among the best in the majors when it's played like that is because of its offense. So a league average offense right now, even if you know the drop-off from a 720 OPS to a 690 OPS may not necessarily be that big of a deal with how much overall offense has fallen off in the majors as a whole this season. It still is significant because right now, you don't have an elite offense being able to overcome the struggles that you're experiencing for the rest of the team. The Braves right now are playing like a league average or a slightly below average team because right now they're sporting a league average offense. And until that changes, these inconsistencies, not being able to put together this the solid stretches of good baseball to put together the string of wins this team needs to turn the season around, it's going to be hard to find.